for me, the most innovative way that we can approach this agenda is not just by continually responding to challenges and crises as they come, but try and balance the response to challenges and get into a mode of thinking around how to mitigate them. Hello and welcome to Navigating ESG in Facilities and the Workplace. My name is Darren Pardy and I'm delighted to be joined by Angela Halliday, who is the Director of Social Impact for Sodexo. Angela, thanks very much for joining me today. How are you? Um, very well, thank you, Darren. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, so just before we start, if I can ask you five quick five questions. Uh, firstly, what's your favourite film? Oh, Back to the Future. Good film. Uh, favourite song? Um, anything Johnny Cash, but I think it has to be Folsom Prison Blues. Right, okay, cool. You know, Sodexo have their own song as well, so you could have said that one, but... I could have, but, you know... <laughs> yeah, uh, Favourite band or artist? Um, again, it, it would have to be probably Johnny Cash or Jerry Lee Lewis, actually, right. just to mix it up a little bit. Cool. Uh, and favourite place to go anywhere in the world could be local? Oh, um, Japan. Yeah. Most exciting place I've ever been, yeah. Awesome. And uh, are you one of those people that like pineapple on their pizza? Oh, absolutely not. Ooh, no. No. There we are. So pass the test. We can uh, we can crack on. So um, obviously you've been at Sodexo for, for a number of years now, but how, how did you actually get involved in FM to start with? Um, like most people, Darren, by accident. So throughout my whole career, I had never been involved in any FM activity, services, um, or organisation. Um, my background's actually social enterprise charities, um, right. and I've worked there since almost since leaving school. Um, so I've always sort of focused on long-term unemployed people, community regeneration, and particularly around representing marginalised groups, you know, such as individuals with disabilities, refugees, ex-offenders, the list goes on. Um, and in doing that, I've had the pleasure of holding multiple roles, um, from business development strategy to operations. And that then led me to applying for a job um, with Sodex, so way back in 2008 now. Um, and at the time I applied for the job, just out of sheer curiosity, um, and found myself taking a complete career change. Um, and all of a sudden I found myself working in a prison, um, having no custodial background at all. Right. Um, and, you know, facilities management is prison management, quite frankly, not only is it about keeping, obviously, the, the public safe and rehabilitating individuals and changing their lives, but to actually manage a prison is right. facilities management is at the core of it. So by accident, that, that was the kind of start of my journey. Awesome. And and so social value um, and social impact led you to FM. Uh, has that always been a calling for you? Um, no, I would have to say, um, as I say, very much by accident. And I probably had a misconception about what FM was. Um, I used to use a phrase, it's about mops, buckets and volivants, you know, whether you're in soft FM or hard FM. Um, yeah. But in actual fact, as I kind of get deeper into the Sodexo world, um, I've been absolutely inspired at the incredible work and the breadth of what our facilities management team do. Um, so again, I've decided to go even deeper around recognising 
what they do for others mm -hmm. and how they can create a greater impact than probably what they even realize. Yeah. Okay. And how do you think social value and social impact sort of changed over the years? Oh, um, I would say considerably. Um, there's never been a greater impetus around the social value agenda and what we're seeing today. In the UK, for example, legislation come back, uh, came in back in 2012. It was gathering dust, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. um, but what I would say is probably over the last two to three years, the dial has definitely shifted, um, particularly driven by central government. So mm -hmm. about 18 months ago, they introduced the social value model where it became mandatory that social value was part of the procurement process. So suppliers like Sodexo and many others had to demonstrate in evidence the additionality they would create when delivering the contracts and also the impact they would make for society as well as the environment. So it's a great step forward. I think there's a lot more um, to do, I have to say. Um, but certainly we've seen the maturity of government, but also corporate clients. Um, and that's been the biggest shift, I have to say, over the last two years, um, that the corporate world are now very much understanding that it's no longer good enough to demonstrate corporate responsibility, tick a box and hand £5,000 to a charity. But they've got to go deeper and they've got to demonstrate impact. So I'm delighted that that sea change is upon us. Um, but, you know, as a collector, we've got so much more that we've got to do. And I think particularly when we're spending public money, it's important we maximise every pound for the greater good. So, yeah, exciting times at the moment in the social value space. Indeed, you're right. It's definitely ramped up in recent years, the last two or three years. Um, and, and, and do you get involved in supporting um, clients with their sort of social impact strategy and and is that a blend of sort of public sector and private sector do you get involved in corporates because you mentioned obviously corporates are taking it a lot more seriously now yeah absolutely 100 percent and so that's probably one of the biggest parts of my job and um, so not only supporting our sales and business development teams in terms of how they put together the client value proposition the mm -hmm. social value at the heart of it and that's one way of informing and influencing our clients but also I get the pleasure of early dialogue with clients. So some are mature, whether they're corporate clients or government, and some less so. So where they're mature, what we do is try and align our values, our approach with theirs. So we have that collaborative approach to tackling societal and environmental challenges. But mm -hmm. also I found that a lot of our clients are very open to being educated around the social value strategy right. and what it might need to think about, particularly where it sits within their corporate purpose. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and do you ever get any clients that say, we have no strategy? We we want you to put a strategy together, give us guidance, run with it. Yeah, we do actually. Um, and what's interesting about that is the misconception around terminology. So they hear social value and think it's something different from ESG, corporate social responsibility, being a purpose-led business. We're actually all speaking about the same thing, that what the social value agenda does is it makes or challenges you to think about the consequences of what you do. So when we used to have input equals output equals outcome, it's now moved into impact. And that's what the social value agenda drives. So some clients maybe haven't even considered that because right. they're still at the output outcome stage. So what we do is we work with them in terms of how they might want to frame that. And I would always say take a less is more approach. 
don't try to do everything. You'll end up boiling the ocean. But do what aligns with your corporate pur purpose first. Do mm. what matters most to those that you're either serving or the communities where you're operating. And then do that really well. Get a bit of depth, which means impact, before you move on to something else. So we have this dialogue with clients very often. So I'm delighted to say. Lovely. And, and how do you think FM companies sort of impact uh, communities from a social value point of view? Um, well, I think as with any other industry, um, FM actually is a huge part to play. Um, I often think of our FM calls as being the hidden heroes behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, but in actual fact, without FM, offices don't operate, hospitals don't function, and prisons don't keep turning. So mm -hmm. the impact that the FM industry has to offer, not just to the people working within that industry, but to who they're serving as part of that industry, but equally as important, the wider community. So they've got a huge part um, to play in going beyond just the great services they do, but also getting them to think about what's the wider benefits that they can deliver as a result of what they're doing. Um, so whether this be, again, around climate change, you know, using sustainable products as opposed to chemicals that will harm, you know, the society, the, the planet, but also the way in which we bring in um, underrepresented groups. You know, so women in FM is a really big agenda point for us at Sodexo. So how do we just change that That kind of stereotypical FM is usually men with a spanner in their hand or a lady with a mop in their hand? But in mm. actual fact, how do we diversify, um, you know, the gender balance across each of the respective FM workplaces? Mm. No, and that's great to, great to hear. Um, what what innovations do you think are out there at the moment that, that help support social impact? Oh, I love that question. Um, I'll, I'm going to start with saying innovation means different things to different people in different industries. Because yep. um, in some cases, a very small basic step is innovative in some marketplaces at the moment. Mm -hmm. And whereas others are driving what we call innovation, for me, the most innovative way that we can approach this agenda is not just by continually responding to challenges and crises as they come, but try and balance the response to challenges and get into a mode of thinking around how to mitigate them in the future. So how mm -hmm. do we introduce ways of working that not only optimise what we're doing at the moment, but how do we involve specialists, for example, in making sure that these challenges are not still there, let's say, in 10 years' time? So innovation comes in all shapes or form um, within social value. Personally, my big call um, to the marketplace is do the basics right. You know, do what we need to do today to help tackle societal environmental challenges. Get the basics right and then we can start thinking about innovative, sexy stuff, as I always talk about. Um, mm -hmm. But the best way for me that it's demonstrated is um, no one business can do it alone. So bring in small, medium enterprise businesses, the voluntary sector, diverse owned businesses. These guys are absolutely specialists in what they do. They also are closer to any community than any large business. So bring them straight into the envelope of how you develop and deliver your social value proposition for your own employees as well as your clients. And that's where you start making some of that magic happen. But I do think innovation is an interesting one 
because I don't entirely and I'm not convinced that we've got the basics right about mm. value add and impact. Very good answer. Thank you. Um, you mentioned earlier that um, you don't just um, help clients with their social impact strategy, but you actually reach out to suppliers as well. Uh, bearing in mind a lot of suppliers are SMEs. If you were to work with a new supplier today um, and they didn't have much of a social impact strategy, what tips would you give them as a, a kind of a basis to, to work from? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's probably one of my favourite parts of my job, I have to say, Darren, um, is working with the suppliers, particularly the small and the charitable suppliers. Mm -hmm. um, so when we onboard um, all new suppliers, we will educate them in social value. We give them a, almost a masterclass and I personally get involved in that. Um, and we also provide them with ongoing mentoring and coaching on a pro bono basis because wow. it's a really concept, uh, complex landscape, um, mm. even for big companies like ourselves, you know, we haven't got all the answers yet. Um, mm. So for an SME or a VCSE, it's even more mind-blowing. They don't have the resources to create a cottage industry around reporting and measurement and all of that stuff. So we do hold their hands where it's appropriate to do so. So we will provide mentoring and coaching, and we'll give them advice and guidance around what a strategy could look like. But for me, the, the kind of biggest tips I would give them is keep it really simple. Yep. Don't get confused by that really cluttered landscape that's out there. Pick one or two things that are really are ring true to your values and then just focus on them. Be authentic about it. Don't mm -hmm. just do stuff because it's important to go into a supply chain or an investor's expecting it of you, but actually be authentic about it. And if yep. it's not already in your corporate purpose, build it in. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. put it at the heart because it's your corporate purpose that leads what policies and systems you have in place that drives the behaviours of your employees. Yeah. And on that note, let your employees live their values. The more we can let our employees live our values, the more they will mirror your values as a business. And mm -hmm. that's where you ultimately lead to impact. And the last quick thing is always um, ask the so what question. So it doesn't matter what thinking you're doing, what decisions you're making or planning. Always ask, so what? What difference is this truly making to mm. society and the environment? I mean, you challenge yourself. It's pretty interesting because you start to think really differently around the way in which you do business, not necessarily just what you do. Yep. Fantastic. Um, and, and, and what sort of big changes do you think will come up in the in the workplace over the next few years? that could sort of further support or maybe even change social value? Mm, um, I think we're already seeing big changes um, at the moment, just particularly over the last couple of years that I mentioned earlier, but particularly around how businesses are restructuring their organisation. So every day there's tens, if not hundreds, of jobs been advertising across the country, um, demonstrating that companies are now really putting into sharp focus how they drive social value. So they might call it net zero officers or social impact or CR or ESG officers. But nevertheless, when you look at the job specs that are coming out every day at the moment, I've never seen so many focus on this agenda than I have in the last 10 years. The other thing as well is I think is the responsibility that's getting pushed back up to board level. 
Yeah, so it's not about a net zero officer or a social impact director like me driving it and working hard in the company, but it's got to be, and it is already getting positioned at the heart of board discussions as a standing agenda point. And mm -hmm. it's got to, because businesses are not just getting measured on revenue and all that kind of great stuff. They're also getting measured on the difference, the impact that they're making, um, and particularly some agendas that are more prevalent than others, like net zero at the moment. Mm. Um, I also think the government who leads the way in terms of legislation and policy, they have really matured in terms of dusting off the 2012 legislation and turning it into a practical way that government is ensuring that suppliers are optimising public taxpayers' money. So I think that's a great um, change uh, and it will change even more. At the moment, it's sitting about 10 20% waiting of any procurement. Right but it will certainly move up. We're seeing it much higher in some areas, but yeah. the minimum is 10%. So that's, again, a really good step forward. Mm. But I do believe that that will increase. Um, and then there's also sort of anecdotal stuff floating around where there's changes in terms of not just procurement, but partnerships, that yeah. where businesses can't demonstrate their authenticity around wanting to make a meaningful impact, companies just don't want to work with them. People just don't want to buy from them. And I think that's equally as important around the decisions that individuals are making when mm -hmm. they're looking for their next employment. So people are definitely choosing businesses who are authentic around their social responsibility. Um, and for businesses, we all know we've got a talent shortage, a skills shortage at the moment, and it's worse than we've ever seen it. So that, for me, is a real game changer that it's not good enough just to offer a attractive salary, but it's actually about attracting people through the values that you live as a business and how yeah. you enable those individuals to bring their best self to work. So that attraction and retention of employees is a big change in how people, or businesses rather, have to demonstrate social value and likewise with clients and winning new business. Absolutely. Lots of things you said there. I'm trying to remember all of them. But uh, one of the points you've made is that that 10 percent sort of um, scoring of tenders, things like that, is it, down to social value. And, and you're right. That's a good start, isn't it? I think that's a, a stepping stone to hopefully more. Um, yeah. When you're talking about there's there's never been as many sort of job adverts out there for social impact managers, ESG managers, net zero, so on. Are you concerned in some respects that some companies are just recruiting these types of people, putting these strategies in place to win more work? And a sub-question to that, does that matter as long as they're doing the right thing? Um, yes, I absolutely am concerned because social value is not a project. It's not an initiative. It's got to be embedded into the culture of your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I do believe there are some businesses that are creating social impact teams and mm -hmm. doing stuff and probably ticking a lot of boxes. But I would question, where is the authenticity and embedding that into your culture? Um, and it goes back to my less is more point. So in Sodexo, there's kind of me, and that's very deliberate because social values almost like health and safety 20 years ago. So I'm like the little health and safety person that went around with a hard hat and a clipboard educating and empowering people but in actual fact health and safety is everyone's business everybody should live and breathe it so the more i can do that education 
engagement and enablement and empowerment, it means that everybody, all 35,000 employees across the UK will own social value. So we won't need specific teams to deliver it because it almost could be regarded as a bit tokenistic. So for me, if it's at the heart of our policies, then that to me is success because it means that we're going to drive the right behaviours of yeah. our company, of our individuals to deliver social value. So whilst there's some positives, I think the intent's good, but we've got to be really careful that it's not seen as being an add-on to who the business is, but in actual fact, integrated into who the business is. It's cultural, isn't it? It, it should run all the way from top to bottom and, and back up again. So, But it, it's difficult sometimes because you see some organisations doing some fantastic things and all we're we're an SME and we do things and sometimes you think well actually we don't want to promote it because actually we're doing it to do good but at the same time without um tracking it without promoting it without telling our clients then they may not know that we're doing that uh, and therefore that may that may count as a negative towards mm-hmm. what we're trying to achieve and, and work with our clients sort of further but um it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because um, you don't know someone's agenda. Are they doing it for the right reasons or are they doing it to to, to win work or is it a combination of both? But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Interesting. interesting. Yeah, I think that's, right. where, the, that's where the numbers game comes in. You know, social impact shouldn't be driven by the biggest number, you mm. know, in terms of whether it's social return on investment or the number of apprentices. It should be the way in which you're delivering it mm-hmm. um, and be able to demonstrate and evidence that because... Um, impacts about the difference, the change that you're making to people's lives and yeah. the places where they live, work and play. Um, so the number game, that's where the, there's a potential for distraction, but particularly for SMEs, um, I think a lot of SMEs undersell themselves because they don't realise the great stuff that they're actually doing. They just yeah. think, but that's who we are. But it's actually not because you are going beyond what's expected of you. So social yeah. value is not just about doing good stuff, it's about going beyond what would be expected of you um, ordinarily by a customer or a contract. And I think the SME and the VCSE network probably provide, in fact, not probably, they do provide the biggest and the greatest volume of social impact across the country. So it needs to be brought to the surface, absolutely. Brilliant. Well, Angela, that's all of my questions. Do you want to add anything at all? No, thank you. Um, really appreciate it, and particularly the spotlight around the FM industry. As I say, we're very often kind of forgotten and at the back of all the great things that's happening. Um, yeah. So putting FM at the forefront um, of all that we do, I think super important, but particularly the impact that the FM industry brings to wider marketplaces is a great message to be getting out there, Darren. So thank you for having me and giving me the opportunity to speak to you about it today. Thank you very much. You're right. FM does sort of sit in the background, as it? It's a huge industry, uh, but we do get forgotten about sometimes. Um, it's a, it's a really important topic, certainly for me and, yep. and many others that I've been talking to. I really appreciate your time, Angela. That was that was fascinating. You're clearly very passionate and knowledgeable about the subject. So, um, yeah, looking forward to getting this posted and uh, see what people have to say. But thank you for your time. You're welcome. Thanks, Darren. Take care.